This bonus episode is sponsored by Toddle. Toddle is an all-in-one teaching and learning platform used by over 40,000 educators around the world. This past March 3rd and 4th, Toddle hosted the largest virtual gathering for school leaders across the globe with 5,000 plus school leaders in attendance. Today, I have the wonderful opportunity to speak with Adriano De Prado about his fantastic presentation on thriving high-performing schools and how to become a game changer. Welcome back everyone to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Adriano, thank you so much for being on Aspire to Lead. Well, it's great to be here with you, Josh. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yes, me too. It's been such a joy to speak with you before I push record and get to know you a little bit better. And I am so excited to learn about yourself and then also to talk about the Toddle presentation. I've had multiple folks talk highly about the masterclass. And so I want to give an opportunity for my listeners to hear about that and then also to go back and to check out that recording and hear about all the amazing things that you're doing. So before we begin, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your educational and leadership journey. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, like I said, thank you very much for for being on your show. I'm a huge admirer of your work and the work that you continue to do in this space is so significant for not only uh, aspiring educators and leaders, but I actually think established ones could learn quite a lot from listening to uh, the stories that that you you gain from, from the guests on your show. So thank you for having me. All right. So my leadership journey, I'll start by saying that my professional life initially was about establishing myself in the advertising industry, you know, before I quickly pivoted to education. And in some ways, I actually believe education chose me. I started my very first role in a school, filling a maternity leave replacement at a private Catholic school in Melbourne's Western suburbs. And I was teaching visual arts from year seven through to 10. So I would imagine, well, I don't know what that equivalent is in the United States. What's that? I don't know. Um, oh, middle school, high school. Middle middle school. Yeah, middle school and in high school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And then then I had several teaching experiences in single-sex Catholic girls' schools and co-ed Catholic schools. And post those particular experiences, I did become quite disillusioned around what schooling and education was at that point. In some cases, still is. And I started exploring opportunities to return to the world of advertising and and, uh, marketing and design, considering that was my my initial um, qualifications. But during this kind of exploration phase of wanting to transition back into that creative industry, I maintained employment in schools as what we call in here in Australia, like a casual relief teacher. I was hired at a particular school for two weeks to replace a staff member who had been out ill. Those two weeks very quickly became one term that one term became an entire semester. Then that semester became ten years, right? <laughs> and over, over that over that over that ten year period, I held positions of leadership in wellbeing, in year level coordination, campus operations, timetabling. I don't wish that upon anyone. The head of visual arts from years ten to twelve, so the senior senior part of the campuses. And then in my final four years on that particular uh, school in in Melbourne's West in Braybrook, I was the deputy principal for four years. Post that particular experience. I then was approached to consider a role at a very affluent Catholic independent school in Melbourne in the eastern suburbs, where I was very fortunate to be their deputy principal for a 10-year period. 
and helping helping that particular community really transform to um, to the wonderful uh, learning ecosystem that it is today. At the end of 2019, I hit a wall though, and I, I decided that I needed a break from schools and systems as I was mentally and, and physically exhausted. I mean, I was probably doing 80-hour weeks. And can I tell you, that wasn't an expectation of the school I was at. That was just who I was and how I was wired. You know, when you're in a position like a deputy principal where you're the two IC of the of an organisation of over 1,400 students and double that amount of parents and then 200 staff plus 70 years of an alumni, you know, you, you place pressure on yourself for it to continue never to be standing still, you know. And so those hours just caught up with me and and I needed to start focusing more on managing my my health and well-being. And I also wanted to create some space and time in my days to better support my elderly and very frail mother post our passing of our father, who, who well, my, my father, her husband, of course, um, who passed in that same year. So it was a bit of, you know, a moment. It was a bit of a moment of reflection, which is an important component of, of a leader, I believe, and where where I wasn't recognising the signs for quite some time that burnout could be real and exhaustion could be real. And if I don't put a handbrake on this, a circuit breaker, then I don't know how I would, you know, respond. So I did that. I resigned. I entered 2020 with the vision, uh, Josh, to do nothing <laughs> except care, for, care except care for my mother and then eventually find, I don't know, a month in Sicily where I could just lie on the beach and cook myself like a chicken on a rotisserie turning on the heat of the sun there. But, you know, but then I, I can't stand still. That's what the other thing I've discovered, you know, I, I am forever curious. So I couldn't stand still for very long. And so I decided to start an educational podcast with Dr. Phil Cummings called Game Changers and where we feature game changers, you know, those kind of brave pioneers that don't wait for permission, but they're from education, they're from social enterprise and they're from industry because we're really strong believers that if we're going to lead learning for today's world, today's learning for tomorrow's world, I should say, then we can't have schools living in the silo of just their own industry, that we have to start existing as if we're part of society, not separate from it. So for us to interview um, leaders in industry, leaders in social enterprise, leaders in government, First Nations, Australians, and so on, we wanted to clearly show that diversity is our strength. And that's got to be a construct of what really effective leadership looks like. So because of the success of that, the podcast in many ways, a bit of a humble brag there, I suppose, but it wasn't our intention. But the reality is that Phil and I then started to become seen as game changers ourselves. And our work started to gain interest from schools, from systems, from global organizers, hence my involvement in Tuttle's recent School Leaders Bootcamp. Well, and that's a great segue. So with the Tuttle School Leaders Bootcamp, you did a phenomenal job with your presentation. It was high-performing schools leading today's <clears throat> learning for tomorrow's world. I would love to hear about that presentation and that masterclass and what you were really speaking on and how you were helping leaders at their schools to become a high-performing school. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say that, and this is not a paid um, bit of endorsement here, but Toddles are really a wonderful organisation that continues to commit to not only providing a, a dynamic platform, of course, for IB schools, but they continue to bring these events that are designed to really um, challenge individuals. I mean, you know, to have Seth Godden on the bill and, and Australia's own Holly Ransom, you know, th these are two individuals that I've huge admiration for. Holly's been on our podcast, 
I'd love to have Seth on our podcast, of course. <laughs> As a person in the in the creative world, you know, he's someone that we that I continue to admire greatly. But yeah, so I, I, I'm really, uh, I really applaud them for total. I'm talking about here. Really applaud them for creating these opportunities. So from to answer your question, it was a two day two day masterclass on on developing you know high performing schools via leading today's learning for tomorrow's world, and and the masterclass was designed to achieve three kind of key objectives. The, the first was a clear focus on what I like to refer to as setting the scene, mm-hmm. or as we named it in in the presentation, we called it the changing game. And and where we where I basically outlined mega trends, graduate outcomes, and employability skills that are reshaping society and subsequent impact on the education sector. So this kind of first section of our masterclass was fundamentally about setting direction for um, leaders across uh, education. The second part of the masterclass was a focus on what we refer to as a new social contract for schooling and society, where we outlined an ecosystem that recognises that character, competency and wellness uh, is the reason why we do schooling and presenting a kind of potential ecosystem that draws from the six leadership capabilities that we outline in our book. So for for me, this, this second section was fundamentally about building relationships and developing people within within a broad ecosystem. And I keep referring to ecosystems and not schools. Again, I keep coming back to that notion of we've got to, we've got to start operating and living in schools as if we're part of the world and society, not separate from it. And I think sometimes schools can conjure up a particular stereotype of what it should be as opposed to what it could be. And the final, the final component of the masterclass was a focus on six global standards of high-performing schools, culture, leadership, learning, performance, strategy, and systems and operations. This final section for us, myself and Phil, who was the co-presenter, was fundamentally about developing the organisation to support your desired practices, your desired outcomes, and whatever direction that you've set for yourself. So we start with, with the desired outcome setting the scene, what, what are the pressures, and then and then where do we want to go? So that's the why in many ways. Then what it looks like, what it looks like is this new social contract, you know, character, competency, wellness. And then how we do it is through these six corridors of high-performing schools where we actually have to impact every aspect of the organisation's culture in terms of its practice to be able to get to those desired outcomes. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. So you had talked about your podcast, and then of course the presentation kind of has similar characteristics to your book, and I really want to speak on that. So Game Changer, the book, you know, for someone who's looking for a resource to help them, you know, what is the book all about? And then also, who is it written for? Yeah, okay. Thank you for asking that question. So it's called Game Changers, Leading Today's Learning for Tomorrow's World. And um, Phil Cummings is my co-author. And he and I kind of distill years of professional practice and research into the roadmap, you know, for leadership that changes the game of school, centering the character and purpose of leaders in education is a, is a key component of our book. We make the case for six leadership capabilities. Those six leadership capabilities are leadership that strengthens, that informs, that orientates, that focuses, that aligns, and ultimately that enriches. Now, we do that from a capabilities construct, 
And then we share four characteristics of game-changing leadership. Curiosity, compassion, courage, and conviction. They're our four Cs. And, and so what we do is we feature insights, not only from our own research and our own lived practice. You know, I've been in, in education or leadership for over 26 plus years and fill in a very similar amount. But we also then featured insights from dozens of game changes that appeared on our podcast and each innovating the character and the purpose and the future of education. So I'm hoping that the book will challenge you. I'm hoping that it will inspire you and I'm hoping that it will ultimately change you. And so in terms of the audience, well, it's a broad church in many ways because my philosophy is that every teacher that walks into a classroom is a leader because they're standing up in front of a classroom or in the back of the classroom or in the middle of the classroom, wherever they find the space that they're comfortable most in, and they're asking people to follow them every single day, right? So I think this book is not just designed, obviously, for established leaders or emerging leaders or aspiring leaders, but it's also designed for the teacher who's at the coalface every single day and asking a group of, of young people to trust and follow them. And I think our book provides them even with the necessary courage, you know, to be able to do that and to do that uh, with great conviction. Man, so powerful. I love your podcast. I'm a subscriber, a listener. I think it's fantastic. I think anyone that's listening right now um, needs to jump in the show notes, click the button and subscribe yourself. And then, of course, pick up the book. I mean, like you said, every educator is a leader. And this book is something that can be groundbreaking for you and inspiring. And then, of course, you got to check out the presentation. So click on the show notes or on joshtamper.com. And the Toddle link is there for you. It's a bit.ly. You just click on it, and then you get your free pass into a bunch of fantastic presentations from the School Leaders Boot Camp. All right, so I asked this question of all my guests. And I know with your 26-plus years of leadership and educational experience, <laughs> this is the perfect person to ask. So for those aspiring and current leaders that are looking to enhance their leadership journey tomorrow or next week, what is something that you would recommend them to do? What I'm going to share with you now is 10 quick tips for aspiring leaders. I'll even set, I'll send you a link at some point, Josh, too, which will take you to a blog where I've written these 10 tips. Love it. So 10 tips, I'm going to race through them really quickly. Number one, don't dress rehearse tragedy. Number two, there's no mastery without feedback and self-reflection. Number three, be the example, not the exception. Number four, embrace the profoundness of foresight. So fundamental. Number five, always, always remain forever curious. Number six, remember that personal and professional harmony is king. I'm not a big believer in, in this thing about life balance. It's suggesting that it's a it's an equal pie and it never is. So that's why I'm emphasizing harmony is king. Number seven, always read. Be open then to the possibility of others' perspectives when you read. Number eight, be courageous. Number nine, lean into the construct of permission. Permission in many ways for me, Josh, is the formal consent saying yes to do something. And the final thing, the final thing that I, I actually say this to every emerging leader and even really established leaders, know that you're enough. Powerful words. And I can't wait to read the blog. Goodness. So that's, yeah. that's some amazing advice to any leader, uh, not just aspiring, but any current leader too. So your curiosity thing, it made me think of Ted Lasso and that wonderful monologue that he has uh, playing darts. That's a fantastic scene. All right. So 
I want my listeners to connect with you on social media as soon as possible. So how can they do that? Sure. Well, they can connect with me via LinkedIn, of course. So it's just Adriano De Prato or via Twitter at Adriano De Prato. So it's um, A-D-R-I-A-N-O-D-I-P-R-A-T-O. Awesome. Well, Aspire listeners, Adriano is an amazing resource. Reach out, connect. Also, go grab Game Changers, the book, and subscribe to that fantastic podcast. Man, I am just so honored to have the opportunity to speak with you today and, and to learn from your wisdom and just the amount of experience that you have is phenomenal. And you are just doing so many great things in education. Thank you so much for not only being a presenter on the Toddle School Leaders Bootcamp, but then also being a guest here on Aspire to Lead. Thank you very much, Josh. You have a wonderful afternoon there in Texas. 